This is Paul Nobles from eatperform.com and I am with my trusty helper, Sarah Kumar. Sarah, do you want to say hello to everyone? Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. So I want to address the issue that's most important to the internet, apparently, and that's my faux hawk. Um, <laughs> I, I want to talk about a few things, but but it's really funny because it's not like the women, you know, that tend to talk about it. I, I mean, it's really right. interesting to me that um, that dudes come at other dudes that hard, but but will will um, will move on from that real quick. Um, but a couple things, okay. So first of all, we'll talk a little bit about um, when I got my hair cut. So I. I went and got my hair cut. I do it this way. People go, so so this is the general rules I give the the person that cuts my hair. It's like a sports clip place, you know, where you um, can watch, you know, it's always like weird sports. The big TV. I go at like yeah. 9 a.m. So it's it's like replays of, of, of American soccer and weird stuff like that. Um, and so... I say to the woman, you know, I just want ones on the side. You know, I used to go zeros all the way down to the bottom. Um, mm -hmm. But I kind of like going to a one real quick, right? And so, um, and, and she's really concerned. You know, she's like, well, I see you have colics in the back. I'm like, look, look, here's the deal, okay? You, you, you literally... You literally can, colics are the funniest thing. Like if you think about what it's describing, a cow licking your head, you know? Listen, stop, stop. What are you talking about? You live near cows? You you live near cows, so you, you probably no, have, no. you have probably a lot of people that have colics. Um, all right, so, so anyway, so I'm like, look, here's the deal, lady, okay? Um... You can literally do no wrong. I mean, whatever you do wrong, we'll just shave it all off and we'll start again. It's not a big deal, okay? So pre <laughs> <laughs> pressure's off. I'm not that guy. Look, can I do your hair? Hold on a second. Can I do your hair? Sure. Because that would be awesome. Like ETP on the sides, you know? Yeah. I would uh, carve my initials in it. <laughs> that would be really weird and I'm pretty sure an HR violation. Um, <laughs> no reviewed like I did a review. So that I does you. So that does bring me to a point. So so these are the messages that I would say to people if I actually responded to these people instead of just banning them. But yes, and it's it's always funny too because like Brad puts up a video, and I mean let's be real, Brad's smoking hot, you know. Yeah. I mean we ban. Brad's, hair. Brad's videos are like, it's just, okay, I, I'll, I'll say it like this. Okay, so there was this comedian that was doing an impression of Denzel Washington. And uh, he was talking about how it must be very distracting to be Denzel Washington's wife because even as she is having oh, a fight, yeah. Even as she's having a fight with him, he's still Denzel Washington. And she's like, I know you and me got problems, but, you know, I'm getting yeah. naked right now and we'll figure this out after. <laughs> you know, right. that's how I feel like people respond to Brad's videos compared to my videos. Yeah. Right. Like Brad's videos yeah. are like, will you marry me? And my video, oh, yeah. my videos are like, hey, what's up, rooster boy? You know, um. <laughs> But, but like, I wanted to say to this guy the other day who was kind of ripping me, I like, first of all, um, there's 7 billion people on the planet. There's only one person that I get to have sex with and you're not it. You didn't make the cut. Okay. So, so I really don't give a shit what your opinion is, you know? Oh my God. And so, uh, <laughs> so yeah. I so there's that. I doubt he's listening, right? He's like in some cave somewhere, you know, like beating on a small animal. Um, oh, I don't know God. what like internet trolls do, but I just assume that their 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 lives are relatively empty. 
And yeah. I mean, just the thought, I mean, we, we, we posted a picture of like, you know, um, one of our, you know, anytime we post a picture of someone, there's always some idiot that says something. And I'm just like thinking to yourself, like, oh, yeah. like, it's just, you know what it is? It's excuses, right? Yeah. Like most of the time it's, it's, you know, well, I don't have the time to work out six hours a day. Not that anyone else is working out six hours a day. That's just the excuse that they use, you know, to berate the people that are putting in a lot of work, you know? Right. Um, so anyway, so we'll, we'll segue from that. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about uh, the pre-sale. Um, just so everybody knows, because, you know, I know exactly how this is going to go. Right, we're gonna pre-sell this. I mean, what you guys don't understand is that as well as this piece, I have a real good understanding of the marketing piece of each form and how all that goes. So I know where the interest level is for this pre-sale. I know how many people have opted in for the waiting list, right? right. I know the percentages of how those people convert, right? Um, so here's the news that everybody needs to know, right? Cause you don't want to be missed. You don't want to miss out. Um, if you're on the opt-in list, you're almost guaranteed to be in now, you know, we're not going to give you, you know, tons and tons of hours. I expect it to pre, I expect it to sell out within four hours based on mm -hmm. the information that we have. Okay, right. so it starts at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. You know, I would um, get in there as soon as possible. I am anticipating that we might have a few issues, you know, with a bunch of people trying to sign up all at once. Um, right. We should be able to work through that a little bit. And uh, I expect to sell out for July within, you know, like I said, four hours. So be really, really on board to jump on because, you know, um, not only will that happen, but obviously there's an extreme level of demand right now. And what happens when demand is high, you know, supply obviously goes down and price goes up and, you know, this will be the last offering. So basically how it works is you have a free trial, right? You get to try it out for two weeks. I often say, it's it's both ways, right? It's it's are you feeling comfortable with what we're doing, and are we feeling comfortable with what you're doing, right? We mm -hmm. have an expectation, and that expectation is that you're going to respond to coaching. So you know if if you kind of struggle doing your part, you know this two week period is it it, it works both ways. So kind of keep that in mind, um, but. After the two weeks, the price is $14.95 for every two weeks after that, right? Um, that price is moving to $19.95 for every two weeks after that. Now, this does not affect, you know, the people that are on current plans and things of this nature. But it, it, it will, you know, if you're wondering, hey, wasn't this $14.95, you know, yes, it was. And at Monday on midnight, it will not be, you know. So right. keep that in mind as you're thinking about whether or not, you know, this is something that you think is going to work for you because we'd love to have you and we'd love to get you rolling. But at the end of the day, we have a certain amount of capacity and we are hitting that capacity really quickly. I mean, we're, we're very close to doing over a thousand reviews a day. Um, yeah. And I mean, basically we just go in there and just, you know, vulture, you know, the plans <laughs> You know, and is the right word. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we're, we're each doing 200 to 250 a day just to kind of keep up with the demand. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, let's be honest, the good majority of people that are signing up for each form are friends of friends, right? It's not like people just like randomly going, Hey, I'm really interested in this. And then, you know, buying it. It's that, you know, um, Jenny from the gym, you know, is, is getting kind of ripped, you know, and she's right. eating food and, and, and working out great. And so, you know, that's a, that's a real neat piece. Um, I did want to talk about something that, uh, 
is a little bit, um, you know, I'm going to have to be a little careful with it because, um, you know, when you're part of Eat to Perform, and it's interesting because I think, you know, people don't have a real connection to this, you know, the way that we do. Um, the, um, we, when you're talking about health, right, there's a certain element that is unavoidable. And when someone is struggling with your, their health, um, and they are working towards those goals, you know, I say this a lot, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not being crass with this, but not everyone makes it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I mean that in a lot of different ways. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about, um, a former eat performer that passed away and a little bit of his story because I want his story to be remembered because a lot of people will look at it and go, he passed away. Um, clearly it was not a success. I think that, you know, one, um, you have to define success differently. You know, his wife reached out to me and, and, you know, I don't know how that's going to go, you know? Um, but what she said was she was thankful that, you know, we were in his life and that, you know, she thinks that his life was extended a little bit and he had three kids, obviously a wife He was in his thirties. Um, and cause of death is not known, but you know, he was struggling with heart issues for a while. Um, and so I'm going to talk a little bit about how I met David and then, uh, a little bit about, you know, um, I wouldn't, you know, a lot of people are going to go, you know, I, I was, you know, we talked about this on one of the other podcasts and, and, um, you know, I can already see like the, the crowd changing, you know, like it, it's interesting because like, um, you know, this isn't something people want to talk about, you know, right. um, yeah. and, and I think that this is helpful if you have a family member that is struggling with their weight and I'm talking, you know, you know, females in 300s, males in the 400, 500s, um, but before I start talking about David's thing, I was I was um, talking to a friend of mine one time, um, and I, I said honestly I cannot relate to your situation. I don't know what it's like to be you at all. Um, can you it, tell me what it's like to be five hundred pounds? You know, he said, well, okay, so here's one thing. Um, that I think you would find interesting. He's like, obviously, you know, you know, I, I mean, I, I've seen him with a lot of fast food. Um, he always has like a big giant diet Coke. Um, and was always drinking on that. And I remember what he said to me and it just like drilled into my head of, um, that he would buy more food than he would ever eat. Like typically he bought $20 worth of food, but he'd always eat like about $10 worth of food because he had like this fear of being hungry, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just think that, you know, I was watching this Bill Burr special and he was talking about, you know, using the word fatties and, and stuff like this. And there was another comedian who lost a lot of weight um, who kind of took him to task on, on that, you know, and he was taking in the task on food addictions. Um, I don't really know where I stand on food addiction because I think that, you know, there's a lot of things that cloud food addiction, right? You have, um, whenever you start denying yourself energy, you know, food's not like cocaine. You know, you're going to have to eat food. And so when you start denying yourself food, it seems sort of logical that you might have an energy need there. 
And so what are you going to go to? Are you going to go to the chicken and kale? No, you're going to go to the, the thing with the most calories. And that's going to be something like potato chips or, or fast food, obviously. Um, and so when, you, when you're filling that in, um, and so when I first started talking to David, okay, so I, I met him. He, he flew here on business, um, which was, you know, I have to say, like, even talking to my wife about it was astonishing to me, you know, yeah. because, you know, he was a, a big guy, you know, and um, the fact that uh, there's a lot of shaming you know, that, that goes on in these scenarios that make the folks in these situations very, um, I mean, imagine a scenario where you're 450 pounds and you go to the gym and you're working out and people are looking at you like you're some kind of freak. Right. And you're actually working on the problem that you have, right? Mm-hmm. And and to me, that's where there's not a level of empathy, um, because it it really you know like in the Bill Burr specialties, like just put the the food down. It's like well, mm-hmm. there's just more going on there, you know. Right. And uh, you know when I met David um, the night before, he walked the Mall of America, and his feet were swollen and and you know kind of messed up and i told him i said look you know one of the biggest temptations you're going to have is to try and kill yourself to lose weight um and challenge that he had there was a number of things right i don't know if you guys heard that but but you know, he posted about a kettlebell challenge at one point. The problem was, is that, and this was a little bit of his down, you know, his, his uh, downfall seems insensitive. I'm not trying to say it like that. Um, But what happens with a lot of folks that have a lot of fat to use is they want it to go away as quickly as possible. And that's just not reality. You know, um, and then any setback, you know, it really sets them back both mentally and physically. Right. Um, and so I remember talking to him at the Mall of America and just saying, instead of walking for an hour, just walk six times throughout the day for 10 minutes and your body will be able to handle it better. And we had a lot of those discussions. Um but his health was failing, you know, um, throughout this process. And, you know, at his peak, he had lost almost 100 pounds. Um, and, you know, when he had setbacks, once he got to the 100 pounds, um, I just think it got to him mentally um, in a way that, you know, because like on the one hand, you know, you, you want to push it. There's a moving piece to it. That's the one piece that I've always said that all the crazy shows that are on TV actually do have right. Moving matters. Now, right. you know, having Jillian Michaels yelling at you, right? Pushing you to, to get hurt. You know, a lot yeah. of those people on those shows, they get hurt, you know? Yeah. And uh, people don't see that, right? Because they just fall out of the competition or, or they're being a wuss or, or, or whatever. Um, I never got that impression from David that he was lazy. You know, if anything, I got the other impression that he wanted to work too hard. Um, we're having a little bit of internet issues on Facebook. And so hopefully the, the connection comes back real soon. It looks like it has. Um, but he wanted to push it too much, too fast, you know, and, uh, you know, when I set his macros, I set his macros, um, aggressively higher, you know, to, so he would have energy and have recovery and, and, and stuff like that. And I think, you know, um, he liked the progress, you know, but it was really those health setbacks 
that just mentally were very difficult for him. And, you know, I know at one point he left Facebook um, and, you know, he backed away from, from what we were talking about. But what I remember the most about him was just, you know, the tenacity, you know, um, HelloFresh gives you like boxes that you can give to friends. Um, And, uh, you know, I sent him a couple along the way just to kind of, like really start to change the habits and the thinking and and stuff like this and making sure that he had enough energy. I mean, the total daily energy requirements for someone that is over 400 pounds is really high, you know? Right. And, you know, you have to really be focused on it. You cannot go at it willy nilly. Um, And um, I just, I never... I never saw him as lazy. I never saw him as not caring. You know, right. um, we we talked about that when he was, yeah, when yeah. he was walking through the Mall of America. You know, um, I was like, tell me what it's like to be you. You know, he's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, he's like, the thing that I think about the most is that people think I don't care, and I mm-hmm. I do care, and that yeah, became. It was- journal yeah that that would be a thing that he would use you know um is hashtag you know i care um and um you know you're you're playing this game you know um of uh trying to help someone um that you know is in a bit of a hole and it is devastating for us when those folks don't make it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when people look at us and see us holding a line of why you need to do the plan and, and things like that. Um, and in, in David's case, you know, all the discussions that I had about him, you know, trying to chill out a little bit. Um all of those things are for a reason, you know, um, in my case, you know, being, you know, not, not near, I cannot empathize with someone in his situation, but I can empathize with someone that needs to lose a hundred pounds, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I did not practice what I preach in that instance. You know, I did, you know, uh, I got lucky to not get hurt. Um, but I don't think my situation was similar. Um, and so, so I was lucky, you know, a lot of people don't get lucky, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and they get frustrated with the process of trying to gradually get there because, you know, if, as an example, I mean, the, the one thing that I just had to learn right for myself was that for me to lose a hundred pounds. I had to do it in short increments, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, five pound goals rather than 20 pound goals. And, you know, that does relate to a little bit of how we do it now and that the goals are smaller and, 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 and stuff like that. But, um, I, I just think that, you know, in a lot of ways, your want to be normal causes, you know, more problems than it solves, you know? And like I said, I got lucky that it didn't. Um, but I'd be lying to you if I said my big toe, right, um, does not work the way big toes are supposed to work because of an injury I sustained. I would be lying to you if I said, you know, I fought through plantar fasciitis for years, you know, trying to go through these things. And when you're doing that, you know, what are you, what are you doing? You're hurting your work capacity, you know? Right. And so those are all things that, that matter a great deal. And so, you know, being on the other side of things now, the thing I always say to people and I, I always say about my journey is if I had advice to people, it would be slow down, enjoy life as it is, you know, um, and appreciate things the way they are. And it's the, you know, 
one. I, I'd been through it many times through my dieting cycles through the 30s. Um, that that want to to be normal quicker, right? Um, that's what landed me in a worse spot each time, you know. And um, so I I just you know I wanted I I just think you know we joked a little bit on the podcast last week about beast mode and and you know how what beast mode is what beast mode isn't you know i really think that it would surprise people to know that david's beast mode you know was stronger than many of ours you know Mm -hmm. i mean like do you have any idea of what it's like to try and be active in a situation where everyone is looking at you nonstop. That was his reality, right? His reality is if he went to the mall, he was the center of attention. If he went to the gym, he was the center of attention. And, you know, that spotlight is hard because it puts an artificial amount of pressure on you to just get back to where you're not standing out, right? Where you don't have to buy two seats on an airplane, you know? Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I just don't, I, you know, it's very difficult to me. I can't really say that I've even experienced it other than, you know, people that I've met through working out. And I, I really thought, you know, the, the one guy that talked about buying more food, you know, just out of fear, you know, um, that was so profound to me, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is someone that, you know, adopted children, um, Mm -hmm. that were in bad situations and just one of the, the more caring people that you'll ever meet in, in the world. And in a lot of ways, I just feel like these struggles dehumanize them, um, in the eyes of, of the majority of people. And I have to say, I probably was no different before eating before I probably wouldn't, I probably would have been the same. You know, I did not understand. I didn't even understand my own struggle. Right. I didn't understand, you know, until I really started to put focus on why I needed to be first, you know, um, it just really, uh, you know, didn't, and, and I didn't have, you know, the psychological things that, that happened. But I think one of the things that's interesting you know, and, and I can relate this to my drug treatment, right? Um, in my drug treatment, I was surrounded by people that, that, you know, when I walked into drug treatment, I thought, man, I could write books about what my life is and how bad my life is, right? I, I just internalized my life that way. And I just remember, you know, listening to everyone's stories and, and being just thankful for, mm-hmm. you know, um, the life that I had and, um, that I just think that there's some people's struggles, whether it be food related, whether it be addiction related, that you just go too far and you can't come back one, you know, and, and, and as a society, we don't have a level of empathy for those people. We consider those people weak. We consider those people, um, you know, inadequate in a lot of ways. Um, and there's a lot of value in beast mode and savagery and, and, and all this other stuff. I just think that when you're battling some monster demons, that's the biggest struggle right like mm-hmm. like putting 315 pounds on your back that's that's nothing man you know you're not beast mode cuz you can do that you know what's beast mode is when you walk through the grocery store crying because <laughs> you know what i mean like just yeah. just uh-huh. just because you know that you know you're being judged and, 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 you know, the typical answer and, you know, I'm definitely not going to make a parallel between the diet industry and, and 
these situations. I'm not going to do that. But I can say this for a fact, that the standard answers for most people are wrong. You know, and it confuses folks. And so, you know, that level of confusion often makes the situation worse. It frustrates right. people. And then, you know, um, I mean, I did remember asking him, you know, how did this happen? You know, and his recollection of that was not abundantly clear. You know, uh, he'd already, he'd always been kind of a, a stockier guy, you know, and then when certain life events happened, you know, I do remember, you know, some specific things that he talked about that between him and I, you know, but, um, you know, he talked about emotionally eating, you know, through some, you know, personal problems that, that he had had. And, um, you know, at that point, you know, I'm not a counselor. I'm not, I'm not a psychologist, you know? And so, you know, I always suggest for those folks to have a resource beyond what we do, you know, um, they don't always do that. I don't have control over that piece. Um, but, uh, you know, how you respond to certain things, you know, just, I mean, like who's stronger? Someone that's been working on being strong their whole life, right? Or the, some, the, the person that takes that first scary step that first yeah. day, who's stronger? I would argue that, you know, that the person taking that first step is the stronger person. You know, it's so easy to go to the gym when you've done it for the last 14 years. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So I know you knew David a little bit too. Like, I mean, you want to kind of say a couple words because we, you know, we probably should uh, shut things down pretty soon. Yeah. No, just, I mean, everything basically that you were saying, you know, in his journal, in his private journal, in the uh, group coaching, when he did that, so he's talking about his daughter and how badly he wanted to. Um, increase his quality of life because he was increasing his his daughters I mean for that was something that he repeated over and over was how badly he wanted to get healthy yeah um yeah that, to be able to do that and, her, and you know and be active in her life yeah it, I, I, the thing that struck me um you know I, I posted this this video of Mark Bell, um, and you know, it might have seemed a little insensitive the way that I posted it, but I think if you watched it, you know, you kind of get the theme. But the theme was, is I'm gonna live my life every single day, um, working towards my goals because we are all going to die, we are all right. going to, you know, so the idea is to stuff as much quality of life into every single day you know and i do think that david's you know want for that you know um yeah was a little you know it was it was extreme you know it really what yeah mm -hmm. and it it, it 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 worked for him at times but it worked against him at times too and um i think that you know i've said this before you know there's a lot of people that eat for them that have abs. Um, this is not about abs, you know? Right. Like, if you think eat for is about abs, you really don't understand what we do and how we do it, you know? Right. I mean, I've always, you know, we always get people that ask me, is eat form for me? You know, I'm 320 pounds. And I'm like, Absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. because, you know, if you know that the secret is being more of a human being, not less of a human being, right? That's the struggle we have compared to the struggle that most people have, you know? Right. So most people are trying to teach you, you know, don't eat as much, you know? Right. And what we see over and over and over again is that as you provide people available energy, I mean... Look, when I sent him stuff, I sent him Whole Foods, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't like I yeah. I I just sent him like, you know, uh lucky charms, you know. Right. Um but there's this narrative that you know, when you're eating an adequate amount of food for for the energy that you're putting out, that you know, it has to somehow be in sugar. It has to somehow be in the choices that really, you know, that's not how I eat. You know, right? Um, do I eat like that at times? I mean, yesterday was my my daughter's seventeenth birthday. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it was hard not to think of that. You know, yeah. as yeah, you know, my daughter, my daughter's gonna be going to the Galapagos Islands in a couple weeks. You know, she drove for the first time to St. Cloud, which is like two hours from from Minneapolis. You know, I mean, like his daughters don't get to experience that anymore. You know, and that was that was profoundly sad. And when we were eating the food last night, you know, I just, I just. It was hard not to think about how everyone would look at that, the bread and the pasta and, and the cheesecake and all of it as, mm-hmm. as, as somehow bad foods. And I was like, do we really think that the good food, bad food thing is helping people? Because it's not. It's not. Right. And we, it just needs to stop. You know, um, mm-hmm. there just needs to be more understanding and, 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 Look, if you're being if if you're being honest with yourself, you don't know much about this. You know, you know more about the car that you're researching or the mattress that you're right. researching or, right. or or I mean last night we were Wikipedia and Kenny G. You know, most people know more about Kenny G's life than they know about how their body wants to work. You know, how yeah. much food that they should be eating, you know. Um and and I don't know. The, uh, I, I hope that, you know, someone gets something out of this message. Um, I, I hope that we always get, you know, people that want to work towards that. I mean, I will say, you know, with the app, um, and, and, um, I, I, I will tell you one of the downfalls that happen in the case of most of the folks that succeed that have a lot of fat to use and the most most of the folks that fail okay so the folks that succeed typically they succeed fast they can lose 20 30 pounds like that right yeah and when weight goal hit if they <laughs> yeah they they just weight goal hit like left and right um they are the ones doing the plan right off the bat, you know, mm-hmm. and we're able to get them to a place that allows them to express their energy appropriately. The people that fail, um, and David was not one of these people, just so you guys know, mm-hmm. David was not one of these people. David came in, he did what he was told, um, mm-hmm. and really his setbacks had nothing to do with, you know, how he was working out, you know, his setbacks were really, you know, sometimes he just pushed it a little too hard. I mean, I remember him dealing with edema quite a bit, you know, related mm-hmm. to, you know, just pushing it way too hard too quickly and his just body, his body wasn't ready and it would hold on to water and then it would take a few days to get, get done and, you know, things like that. The people that fail that have a lot of fat to use come in with a predisposed idea of what their plan's supposed to look like. And so they come in and think, you know, well, this is too much food. I'm not going to lose weight that way. Right. Meanwhile, we have this other group that comes in and just does the plan and they're losing a ton of weight. The problem is, is that the math of what these folks think compared to the math of what these folks think, you know, is just wrong. You know, you don't have to eat 700 calories to to have some level of success, you know, and that the more weight you lose, the more active you become, and therefore more food is going to be a benefit to you. It's not going to be a distraction. It's not going to stop you from reaching your goals. If anything, it does the opposite. Right. Um, 
And so that would be the message that, you know, um, to a certain extent, you know, um, my mom passed away of bad health. Um, and that weekend I did a, um, a seminar at CrossFit New Orleans. Um, and I just wanted those people to have the knowledge that my mother was not really all that interested in. Sometimes mm -hmm. your hole is just too big, right? You just, you know, you're 60 something years old, you know, you know what it's going to take to, to do the things and be, have success. And you just aren't up for that battle, you know? Right. Um, I, I always get that, you know, um, I've said this before, I'll say it again. Um, I had friends and family that, you know, I, that knew what I was doing and how I was doing it. I mean, like my sister-in-law, you know, thinks that I'm like Hercules, you know, <laughs> I mean, my, my, my stepfather called me last night and he's like, Oh my God, how much weight was that, that you were lifting? You know, <laughs> like, they see that and they think that they have to do that right from the beginning right. with all of their problems and all of their issues when in reality that's not exactly the case, you know. And uh, it's just a matter of kind of doing something. And so, so my dad, my mom, my wife's family, my almost none of them do eat before him. Um, I'm mm -hmm. trying to think, I, I, I'm not, I'll, I'll even go ahead and say none of them do eat to perform. Mm -hmm. The only person that does eat to perform is my wife. I will say that my daughters do a version of eat to perform. My daughters are vegetarians, right? And um, they are phenomenal. I mean, they, they didn't start off real well with the whole vegetarian thing. They just, you know, had a a thought process related to animals and eating animals and stuff like that. Right. I have mad respect for that, but they didn't have an idea what that looked like. And now right. they realize, I mean, if you show me someone that's vegetarian, vegan, something like that, I'll show you someone that knows a lot about food, you know, mm -hmm. because it's much harder to get your protein from plants. It's much harder oh. Yeah. So hard. And so, you know, it probably took my daughters about a year to realize that to do it right. Um, and and now, you know, my daughter, you know, is thinking of becoming a chef. Um, yeah. So um, it's just been really, really cool to see. Um, but let's be real. You know, most people are going to opt for the most simplistic solution. You know, that's mm -hmm. why, you know, people like the bacon grease guy, you know, he can exist. You know, that's the mm -hmm. reason why, you know, just eat meats and veggies can exist. You know, everyone wants to believe it's very simple, you know, right. and it, it it's not super complicated, right? Once you put yourself to it, I mean, it should be one of the biggest priorities in your life. Think about it on your priority list. Where is how much food should I be taking in for the amount of energy that I do? And when you go, right. it's not even on the list. That's something to think about. Right? Right. Because when we talk about being the most human being that you can be and optimal health and all this other stuff, that should matter. Right. I mean, there really is not a whole lot of science behind starvation, just so you guys know. You know, um, and and yes, you want to be able to use stored bodily fat and stuff like that. But the, the issue that, that comes with constantly going lower and lower and lower, you know, you're just not optimally affecting your health, you know, mm -hmm. and all the people that do it, you know, uh, I mean, you know, like I said, I, I think that, you know, a, a lot of folks that want to lose weight, they're similar to what I was like when I would diet. I did not have a lot of energy. So I didn't feel like mm -hmm. I could work out, you know? Right. And I stumbled over that particular rock for 10 years. And then I was like, okay, I've got to quit being, you know, um, uninformed, you know? And mm -hmm. 
I'm going to start with activity, you know, and of course, like everybody else, you know, I started with a lot of activity, you know, Mm -hmm. rather than just gradually moving into it. And I got sick a lot, you know, um, you know, I didn't have a, a basic understanding of that. And, you know, if you ask me what I'm most proud of, that is it. That we can take some, we've created a system that takes people and gradually gets them. But, and we'll end on this note. (laughs) The system works when you do it. And when you don't do it, you're probably going to be asked to leave. Right? Because because it's a coaching system. Right? Right. So it's like, if you're not, if you're not doing the coaching, you know, now there's always right. instances. I mean, we had we had someone, you know, that was, you know, training for a fight and, and someone w- that was like army weight. I mean, th- you know, look, if somebody says to me, hey, look, I know that if I water cut for like a week, you know, that I can get to this weight. It, I'm going to be very understanding of that situation. I'm going to be very understanding of most situations. Right, but, right. But, you know, we had someone reach out to me, you know, and I mean, look, I get it. Doctors have a tough job. They're they're reacting to problems that people have. You know, right. I'm a very pro-doctor guy. I'm not one of these guys that says, don't go to the doctor. <laughs> if you have a cold, go to the damn doctor. You know? Right. But if you're having weight issues... The doctor might not always be the best person for that. Doctors right. aren't doctors aren't dietitians. Doctors aren't, right. you know, they they don't have to have a understanding. So when they look at your problem, they're just going to assume that you don't eat enough, you don't move enough, you know? Right. And so, you know, we had someone who was doing eat to perform, um, was really struggling to kind of get the plan together. And so she decided to um you know, talk to her doctor about it and doctor gave her simplistic solution. You know, simplistic solution is, you know, just eat meats and veggies. So she started to do that plan. Well, that's not even, there's nothing I can do for you at eat to perform. If, if, if you, if you believe something I don't believe, you know what I mean? Like if the doctor said to you, I think in all Doritos diet, is going to be perfect for you. You know, I'm going to say to you, I don't believe that your doctor has a general idea. How is it more ridiculous for me to say that than to say, here, drink butter coffee, right, as a meal replacement, right? It, there's no difference. It's no different. There's no, it's not any more wrong than the Doritos diet. The Doritos diet, you could defend the same way you could the buttered coffee, bacon grease diet. Okay? Mm-hmm. But but people don't equate it similarly, you know, and, right. you know, it's not that you can't lose weight on the Doritos diet. OK, but it, it's it's a matter of are we setting ourselves up for the most success? And look, I get it, man. I get it. We've all got to figure out what we need to know. And the doctor sitting in front of you with his lab coat and no understanding of nutrition at all seems like a bigger authority than the PhDs that we have on staff that you only know through the internet. So I get that, right? But what I'm not going to sit there and say is that person's right, right? I hope we're wrong. I hope we are, you know? But what we've seen over and over again is that those people stall, they struggle right. and then they come back to us and then we have to fix that damage and, and right. you know, rinse or repeat and that. It's always and it's always I mean, damaging. It's-, it's always damaging very quickly. Rinse and repeat that for the last 40 years. And then you start to know what my life's like, right? right. You know, the struggles that we have and it's a challenge and it's, you know, I'm up for the challenge, but you know, we're fighting against a, world of misinformation it doesn't mean that you know if your grandfather has alzheimer's that ketogenic dieting might might be favorable for him right it doesn't mean that there might be scenarios where you know a uh higher carb lower fat diet 
make some sense. But in general, we're not really talking about those types of scenarios, right? That's not what the doctor's prescribing for her, right? The doctor's prescribing, you know, something very simplistic, you know, so, you know, they can, they can get there. The only problem is the doctor hasn't seen a hundred thousand cases, right? Right. The doctor sees a few and the people that are in this person's situation, he might only see two out of a hundred. He doesn't know what he's talking about, you know? Um, and, and it doesn't make, you know, doesn't mean that he doesn't understand everything about penicillin. I don't, he probably knows way more about penicillin than I'll ever know. You know what I mean? But experience does matter in these situations, right. you know? And I am very interested, you know, we, we are actively working on white paper type stuff to talk about what we're doing because it's just so different than everybody else is doing. But I, there's a part of me that just wants to go eat and form versus everybody. Show me your dad. Like, show me your yeah. dad, a bacon, bacon grease guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the bacon grease people don't have data, you know? It's true. And, yeah. and it just, it just kills me, you know, um, that most people are responding to very simplistic answers to very complex problems and it's just making things worse and not making better for them, you know? And um, that's my piece on that. Um, anything that's going on interesting or that you want to talk about real quick before we leave, Sarah? No, I'm all good. Crazy weekend with the kids. Yeah. yeah it is beautiful here in Minneapolis. So we will be bike riding and barbecuing and all the stuff. So, all nice. right, guys, I appreciate it. Thank you. Happy Father's this weekend and to you. Thank you. I, I expect to spend a lot of time with my family and love every minute of it. All right, guys. Right. I appreciate everybody listening and I'll talk to you later. Bye now.